Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clucot. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Where do we pick up from? Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. I'll take a yes. This is the center of the city. Now here's late night drunk diver Luke Anderson. Sociopaths Will Darkens on 1080 The Fan. Hey, happy Saturday morning, everybody. Will, what's happening, my man? Wimbledon. Wimbledon. Hey, Oklahoma City Thunder fans, how excited are you tomorrow? July 7th. You know what that is, Oklahoma City Thunder fans? It's Paul George Day. On this on on July 7th last year, 364 days ago, Mayor David Holt made it official. Paul George is here to stay in recognition of PG-13's commitment to our city, anticipation of his journey ahead. I am declaring Saturday, July 7th to be Paul George Day. In Oklahoma City. That's from Twitter. Tomorrow, get ready to celebrate. It's Paul George Day. Woo! Anything? What? You have a weird look. Is there something wrong with that? I mean, doesn't this all just seem... <laughs> I mean, we can all just start with the news, right? Yeah, go ahead. Break, okay. Break the news. What's the, what's the deal? Let me break this for you. This, this is, is nice. actually this is pretty fun. breaking news This right is fun. Now. We get breaking news. Okay, so this is the whole deal, right? Well, it's just reporting that Kawhi Leonard, he's signing with the Clippers. That's four years, $141 million. Yep. But the Clippers also went out, and apparently this was like part of the deal. Kawhi Leonard was like, hey, uh, if I'm going to sign this contract, you also have to do this, no matter what, at all costs. I need another superstar. And Ramona Shelbourne, uh, Shelbourne of ESPN wrote in an article on ESPN. Wait, are you this going morning, Shelbourne or Shelburne? Well, anyway. Well, no, I'm just. She oh, wrote this is a more important that basically Kawhi Leonard was going after Kevin Durant initially. Yep. And that Kevin Durant was like, eh, nah, I'm all right. Yeah, but here's the weird thing about that. If you read the story, Kevin Durant's like, wait, who is this? Like, he gets a call from a number he doesn't recognize. He's like. Hey, man, it's uh, Kawhi Leonard. I've always uh, been a big fan of your game, and I thought we should team up. He's like, wait, who is this? It's Kawhi Leonard. Sorry, who? Kawhi? Who? 
they're not like that close of friends. It was just totally blindsided Kevin Durant because he was going like he's one of his very best friends in the world is Kyrie Irving. Apparently, DeAndre Jordan's right in that crew. Kawhi Leonard, kind of an outsider on that thing. Same thing with Paul George. So Durant says no. Yep. And then Kawhi Leonard basically booty calls Paul George. And like you said, they didn't really have any interaction. Hey, man, what are you doing? Before this. Hey, it's Kawhi. Who? And I think right there is actually what should tell you everything about this story. That. Paul George, without having any interaction with Kawhi Leonard before oh. time, just shifted his career. This is so Paul George, <laughs> and this is so much of what I'm going to call a eh acquisition for the Clippers. Really? You're yes. saying eh? Yeah, eh. But, but I thought this is where I thought you were going to go. We talked about this a little bit before. Isn't this a pretty good reflection of OKC as well? In a way, yes. You know what In I mean? In a positive like, way. Like, oh, hey, wait. Sorry, guys. Uh, I got a better offer from a uh, really good friend, uh, uh, Kevin Leonard. Who? Uh, oh, uh, no, Ka Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, he called me up. We're really good friends. Uh, we both grew up in Southern California. I mean, we never met, but, you know, kind of some area, whatever. Anyways, I'm going to take off. I'm out of here, guys. So all he needed was a better offer. And this is a better offer than playing with Russell Westbrook, isn't it? I don't know, man. I kind of think you you jump ship at this point. I, I mean, I, it, there's there's a lot of things that play into this that still make me think that really there's nothing that's going to put the Clippers ahead of everybody else in this race. Okay, so here's here's what the Clippers did. They they traded uh, Deano Gallinari, Shea Gilgis Alexander, who's an up and coming point guard. Who, ironically, because I was just looking at some stuff this morning. Uh, one of the guys from Fansided wrote this long article about how uh, Gilgis Alexander will be the perfect running mate for Kawhi Leonard 12 hours ago, and then 10 hours ago, the news broke that, oh, yeah, we're not. No, no. Uh, we're going to just go ahead and trade you away. And then they traded three of their first-round picks and two picks they got from Miami. Four of those picks are unprotected. One pick is protected, right? That seems like a huge haul for Paul George, but it wasn't for Paul George. That was a trade for Paul George and Kawhi Alexander or, and uh, Kawhi Leonard because the way that you said is Kawhi was coming to the Clippers only if Paul George was coming as well. So that kind of haul for one player seems a little bit crazy, but for two superstars, it's a pretty good trade. That seems... Seems fair. Uh, now, well, it yeah. seems fair. But again, let's just kind of back up here and look at the whole 500-foot picture. 500? You mean 3,000 foot? Uh, we're going to keep going here. Who's your point guard? Don't you have that uh, Euro guy, greatest passer in the world, dude? Yeah, how old is he? He's like 50. 50? Yeah. yeah. He's the uh, he's the point guard version of Arvidas Sabonis. All right, let's uh let's get uh, let's get now we'll say thousand feet. Okay, okay. Who's your center? Uh, don't you have uh, you know that one guy? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, let's go let's go back even more now. Who's your uh, six man scorer? You still got Lou Williams, don't you? Yeah, you got Lou Williams yeah, on there. Six man of the year. There two you years go. Ago. Lou Williams. Well, here, here, you don't think here, Lou Williams 
Might be a trade asset at some point. Well, yeah. Right now, we're in the middle of the hype train, right? Kawhi Leonard just won a championship with a team that didn't have a chance to win a championship before. But I think everybody is looking at it like we're we're all kind of prisoners of the moment, right? Yes, very much so. And Kawhi Leonard went to a team that had been had won a at least one series in three straight playoffs before this. Each of their losses coming at the hands of LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. And everybody looked at Toronto and went, eh, Toronto's just not good enough to get over the hump. Well, the hump was LeBron James, the best basketball player in the world. He went to, what, nine straight NBA finals? So you have you have Kawhi Leonard going to a very good team. Pascal Siakam is obviously uh, an emerging star in this league. He was the, you know, uh, most improved player last year. Very good season. They added Mark Gasol late. Kyle Lowry being the fourth option is a lot better than being the first or second option on a team. And Kawhi Leonard led that team to it. The Clippers have been exited in the first round of the playoffs three straight years. Uh, three of their last four years, one year they didn't even make the playoffs. So the idea that, yeah, exactly to your point, that he's going to a team that's ready to win now and adding Paul George is the only piece that they needed. Didn't another team try to add Paul George is the only piece they needed? Didn't we just do that with Oklahoma City? That's what I'm saying, dude. Yeah, I'm with you. I tweeted at uh, Alex Crawford because if you are a longtime fan of 1080 The Fan, you understand that Alex Crawford is the most annoying Clippers fan of all time. Wow, he's the most annoying person of all time. Of and course, he's, he's putting fan. videos of himself in uh, uh, just a bunch of Clippers gear of and course. just looking ridiculous. Yep. Uh, he was just celebrating this, and I responded back on uh, our Twitter handle, at CenterSaint1080, saying... Doesn't this seem a lot like OKC 2.0? Doesn't it really? Because you don't really have a lot around you to help these guys. You don't. And by the way, let's just think about this for a second. How many devastating, well, bad injuries has Paul George had in his career? Oh, I mean, he's coming off of shoulder surgery right now. He just had shoulder surgery. They don't even know when he'll be ready to play. No, and he's 29 years old, about to turn 30. What? 30s after 29? And you have two guys who are essentially the same player. I tried to tell this to Jason Swigard, and he goes, oh, no, no, Paul George plays the two. And I go, no, he played the two in OKC when they didn't have anybody on their bench to do it. He's a true three. Yeah, the, the position, the whole position... You bring this up far too often. The positions in the NBA don't matter all that much. If you had five Kawhi Leonard's, you could run out there and play a decent game of basketball. No, you couldn't any. because not all of them could have a hot hand shooting. <laughs> Dude, Kawhi Leonard is a no. good shooter, not a great one. I, I'm just saying what? if you have two dudes that really are the same exact player. Oh, like you mean like you Damon just, CJ? Dude, they are. If you describe their best attributes, you go, oh, they're really long and rangy. Both of them are great perimeter defenders. <laughs> Both of them can get contact inside. Oh, both of them are good free throw shooters. Great defenders. Okay, great. So you just got two of the same guy. Yes, I know, but the guy is one of the best two-way players in the NBA. Kawhi Leonard. And so Paul George was number three in the the MVP running, and he was hurt for the second half of the year. That's true. Now, when did Russell Westbrook win his MVP? Uh, Three years ago. All right. Where did they go in the playoffs? I'm just kind of curious. Dude, I'm not, I'm not defending the fact that you're going to win a championship. I'm just saying if you're going to get two of the same guy, it might as well be Kawhi Leonard, right? If you could get two LeBron James, you would take two LeBron James. You're not going to go, well, we already have a player like that. Well, it's, that was it's, the it's, whole it's scenario very, with Ben Simmons. So you remember when they were thinking that uh, LeBron James was going to go to Philly? I mean, that yeah. rumor. 
that was the whole thing. You got two LeBron sure. James, but there were a lot of people that were detractors of it. They went, do you really want two LeBron James? Yeah, but would you rather have two Kawhi Leonard's, Paul George Kawhi Leonard, or would you have, rather have two Al Farouk Aminos? I mean, there's a very big difference between having a star, two of the same well, position the difference star. there is that you have enough money to spend on the rest of the <laughs> roster. Yeah, In this situation, you don't anymore. And a lot of people on the Better You Today, Better you today text line 55305 are saying uh, your point guard's Patrick Beverly. Well, I wish you good luck with that. Uh, has he resigned though? Well, he's on the team now. Well, yeah, but he's, he's a restricted free agent, I thought. So well, that's your point guard right either now. Way, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe but, it's Rajon Rondo. I don't know. Uh, well, it looks like Rondo is. The rumors are Rondo's going to go back to the Lakers. He, here's my thing, uh, and this was echoed on ESPN. There's an article that says uh, that part of the reason that the Clippers made this move was to prevent a Lakers dynasty. And if that's the reason that they did it, even if they don't win a championship, thank you, Los Angeles Clippers. That's why they did this? Yeah, in part. In part, Steve Ballmer, Doc Rivers, and uh, the general manager, I'm forgetting his name right now, but they looked at it and just went, dude, we can't allow our roommates in the Staples Center to get Kawhi Leonard. It would be devastating to our franchise. We put in a lot of work because they put themselves in position to have two max players this year, and now that's what they have. And so they could still add some pieces to it. They did it early enough in free agency that there's still some able body people out there they can add. Who knows? Right now there's not a market for DeMarcus Cousins. Want to come play with the Clippers? I don't know. But the whole point is that they didn't want the Lakers to just out of thin air create a dynasty, and they've prevented that. And I know that you weren't as high on the idea that Kawhi Leonard makes him a champion, but I think a lot of people were. Here is where... Here's where that might not make a lot of sense. If you read into uh, if you read into the ESPN article that they have the huge feature on there, mm-hmm. yeah, there was a part they were talking about how Kawhi Leonard, after he had his meeting with the Clippers, which was pretty early on in terms of his free yep. agency meetings, after that meeting, he was literally in constant contact with the Clippers, saying, "How do we get somebody else over here?" Yeah, it was almost as if he had just said, "Dude, I- I'm going." Like we, you just need to get one more guy over here. I don't think he ever really wanted to go to the Lakers. No, and it I, showed because they yeah. were talking to him, and he said that even till the end of it, the Clipper or uh, Kawhi's camp was telling LA, "Hey, no, 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 uh, you need to hold off. Like we, yeah. we haven't made our decision yeah. yet. You need to keep holding off." So it's almost as if Kawhi Leonard knew he was never going to go to the Lakers. He wanted to go to the Clippers. It was either going to be the Clippers or the Raptors, and he said, "Look, if it's the Clippers, I got to get a free agent. If they can't do it." Okay, I'm going back to the rappers and I'll sign a one year. Sure. Well, nobody. I mean, well, again, all rumors. Half, I don't know. Dude. Half the fun, half the fun of the NBA offseason is that we get so many rumors. He wanted to play with another star. There was already two stars in Los Angeles waiting to play with him. So who knows how close he ever got to signing with the Lakers? Who knows how close he was to signing with the Raptors? Yet Drake and Magic Johnson uh, out there bidding for him, and uh, the fact that they both lost makes me happy. Five five three zero five is the better you today text line. Somebody already coming in with. I'd take Kawhi Leonard as my teammate over Westbrook every day of the week. Good choice by George, but the Clips still won't win a title. Yeah, I think I agree with all of that. Um, here's the question, though: What does that do for the rest of the West, including the Portland Trailblazers? Let's start right there. Next on the Center and Saint. This is ten eighty the fan. All right, welcome back. It is uh, Center and St. Luke Anderson, Will Darkens with you. So, 
NBA, NBA free agency, any off-season rumors to me are always just about as entertaining as possible. And in the NBA, there is one thing that you can always count on. You're trying to read the tea leaves and you want to know what's going on. There's one guy that you need to follow. Do you know who you need to follow to know what's going to happen in free agency? Uh, Kevin Love. What? He's a pretty good follow. Yeah, does he, is he scooping free agency? Scooping up some jokes. Scooping up some jokes. Hey! Here's, here's the guy. It's not Woj. It's not Shams. It's not Andy Dirt Johnson or Brandon Sprague. The guy you need to follow is Chris Broussard. He's pretty entertaining. But here's what you need to do mm. is when he scoops, just do the opposite of whatever he says. Mm. Here's his hot take. When was this? Thursday. Okay. Kawhi update. Raptors had a strong meeting yesterday. Drake heavily involved. Talked of having Kawhi involved in his OVO record label. Kawhi is deep soul searching. Once Lakers, but wants to make sure big three will fit. Slash work. Clippers out. It's between the Lakers and the Raptors. Very close. Does Kawhi play like the sax, you think? Just sits there and he, he ponders while he plays the saxophone. Yeah, because I don't even imagine him being like a record executive. And I don't think he raps, so it's like... Harmonica. 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 He's trying well, he to revitalize a, Blues Traveler. He, no, he plays... Well, I was going to say bluesy. He plays a very, uh, very soulful, bluesy harmonica. Ooh. Yeah, that's what I think. Dude, I'd go to a show with him. Yeah, but plays it more for himself. It's not about. Oh, you know, is that right? Yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah. charge money. Yeah, no, he's he's the guy, uh, you know, in the in the movie that uh, you know he's just there for ambiance, but he just always seems to be around playing the harmonica. Sets the mood on the uh, you know the back porch scene, the prison, the end of the prison line. You know, they're just a low, a lonely harmonica playing. It's not playing for anyone, just for himself. So he's pretty much Morgan Freeman. Oh no, Morgan, Morgan oh. Freeman has speaking lines. Oh, he's the guy in the cell next to Morgan Freeman playing the harmonica that you never actually see on screen. You just hear that harmonica. But in that movie, um, what is it? Shawshank. Yeah, Shawshank. He doesn't actually have a lot of speaking lines. Actually, well, he's a narrator. Morgan Freeman's—it's all in his mind. So yeah. maybe it is a good part. Maybe it's just <laughs> Kawhi's inner monologued mind. Uh, do you think Kawhi Leonard's monologue sounds like Morgan Freeman? No, I think yeah. it sounds like a very bored version of Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks? Yeah, I imagine like Tom Hanks from Forrest Gump. That's what's going on in Kawhi's mind. Wow. So, uh, I don't know how to feel about that. I'm not sure what you just said right there. Cowbell. Somebody on the Better You Today text line, that's what Kawhi plays. Kawhi plays the cowbell. I can see that. All right, so he's here's... friggin' vicious at it. If you're just joining the program, here's the news. Kawhi Leonard going to the Clippers and they traded for Paul George the day before Paul George Day in Oklahoma City. So amazing. Uh, the Clippers are now the favorites to win the NBA championship. Their odds jumped from 20 to 1 to 3 to 1. Uh, that's right ahead of the Bucks at 4 to 1, Lakers 6 to 1, Sixers 7 to 1, Warriors Rockets both 10 to 1. So, my question to you, good sir, what does this do for the the West? Uh, do you have the Lakers, sell, uh, Lakers, Clippers one and two? You got the Utah Jazz, Denver Nuggets. Where do you put the Blazers? What's the West look like to you at the end of next season? Well, this is how the West shaked out last year. You had the Warriors, Nuggets, Blazers, Rockets, Jazz, Thunder, Spurs, Clippers. That's your top eight. 
Uh, Would you go to a concert that was called Jazz Thunder? No. Okay. All right, everybody, welcome to Jazz Thunder. We're going to tear this place apart. So there's a couple teams you could probably take out of here pretty quick. I think the Warriors are still going to make the playoffs, but it's going to be a struggle. Okay. It's going to be... Wouldn't gonna, you love to see them be the eight seed? You're going to hit the seven or eight, to be quite honest. That'd be awesome. Uh, Nuggets, I think you're still going to stay firm in that two spot. Uh, yeah, they, well, they didn't do anything to to take a step back, right? No, I mean, not that, really. They're pretty well, qu- quiet in free agency. Uh, yeah, really, uh, uh, bowl, bowl. Could be something. <laughs> That's right. And a Squidward tattoo. <laughs> Houston Rockets are trying to adjust. It does look like they're going to be able to hold on to James Harden and Chris Paul. The Jazz are somebody so you might Rockets, be able to throw out. The Rockets, the team with the most turmoil, you have the pretty much the same roster running it back. You say throw the Jazz out? Yeah. They added Mike Connolly. They added um, Boban. They added, who else? They added Ed Davis. Again, just consider the competition and the level of competition that's starting to set I, the step it, up here. I don't know. OKC, I mean, you can throw them out. Yes. Well, and we yeah, can talk you, about this later. But nah, you can throw them out. <laughs> well, no. Well, here's the thing. Are they going to try to get rid of Westbrook now? Unload everything and just become a rebuilding project? And then Spurs, uh, you know, you expect them to make it, but there's not a lot of excitement going on with the Spurs right now. And then but, finally you get to the Clippers. And the Spurs were just beat up last year. So I think the Spurs will be better. But the team that we really look at is the Portland Trailblazers. And when you look at this trade, now it kind of resets the entire West, right? It yeah. actually resets the entire NBA because you don't have Kevin Durant for one whole season. He's not even on the East. Yep. So... I think that if you look at this as the Portland Trailblazers and you look at all the acquisitions that you've made in Baysmore, the surprise draft pick with Nasir Little. And Whiteside. Yeah, you get <laughs> more on that later. Um, I, I don't know. You're kind of same place, three. Okay. I don't know how much you change. Y- yeah, but who's ahead of you? I mean, you the, the one and two were the Denver Nuggets and the Warriors. You've got the Warriors dropping to eight, nine. I think you still have the Nuggets, and I think that you could, I don't know. I'd still put them at three. Okay. I don't know if they really have the fortitude during the regular season to be like a two or a one spot. Well, I know they were pretty damn close. You don't know when you're getting Nurkic back, so that, I think, factors in. But, I mean, you put them in at a three seed, and you have no dominant team at at the top like you did with the Warriors going to five straight NBA finals. I mean... That that's pretty good position to be in. I mean, if you can get another matchup against Denver, I think that you know that that's a pretty even matchup. Those the Denver Nuggets haven't changed a whole lot. The Blazers did, but you know, all beyond their you know their two superstars. Uh, getting Nurkic back is going to be a big thing. I mean, staying healthy, of course, is important for any of these teams. But now you've got a bunch of instead of having you know the big three on all these teams, you're looking at tandems of superstars. You've got Kawhi and Paul George. You've got Anthony Davis and LeBron. You've got Damon CJ. Uh, you know, I don't know how if you put those in the same league as them, but you've got Jamal Murray and Jokic, and and it's it's a little bit more fun because now you get this power balance in the NBA. I think it's hopefully going into an era where you're going to have a lot of teams that at the beginning of the season for hopefully a few years you look at and you go. Man, any of these six teams could win the championship this year. And it seems like it's really just the the rule of three if you really want to just dominate and go forward, right? 
I mean, all the teams that we can think of that were dominant dynasties in the past 10 years, it's always a group of three guys. Yeah. And save the Mavericks. But after that, I mean, you have teams like... Yeah, but LeBron didn't have three. I mean, I know he added Kevin Love and Kyrie. Kyrie Irving, that's three. Well... No, but, that but is. That, I mean... I understand that, but there's also kind of like the, the fun game that we play where you go, well... Death's always happened in three. We'll just pick the top three guys on any team, and you can call them a big three. What was the big three in in Toronto last year? Uh, I'd say that's the other anomaly you have. Well, what's the big th- What's the big three in in Golden State? It was Draymond Green, Clay Thompson, Steph Curry. Okay, but you don't put Durant in there when they won those two. Well, obviously, and they well, won them. That's what I mean. They, and they, they won them not four. even trying. So well, now you have four guys. That's what I'm saying. So they did it with four. So it's not. But what I'm trying to line up here is that this will be an even playing field in the West because you just have two great players on each team. I can't really think of three great players on each team. Yeah. Of course, when Clay Thompson comes back, if he comes back this season and if he's 100%, maybe that gets readjusted a little bit. That's also dependent on if the Warriors start to kind of unload stuff. Yeah. Um, heading into the all-star break if, you know, things start going really south. But, you know, it, it, it's it's interesting. It's very, very interesting how the West is going to play out because, honestly, I, I couldn't tell you who's number one at this point. You might say the Nuggets just because they're going to be a team that actually tries really hard during the regular <laughs> season to get that one spot. I mean, they did it this year until the Warriors were like, oh, yeah, I remember what happened the last time. Let's get the one spot so we can get home court advantage all throughout. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, again, I don't think, and this is why I don't like the Vegas books thing. I don't think this really tips the scale for the Clippers. Well, it just we, doesn't. Every time we talk about Vegas, I always throw in the caveat, and, and it's it's so funny the way other other people talk about Vegas. This is what Vegas thinks is going to happen. No, it's not. This is what Vegas thinks people think is going to happen. The Lakers always have cleaner odds and shorter odds than any other team. They don't give them long odds because everybody would take it and Vegas would lose their shirt if the Lakers come up and win a championship. So they're always going to get better odds than other teams because they're the Lakers. They just have more fans. It's the same thing with the Cowboys in football. If you look at them, if you go, oh, the Tampa Bay and the Dallas Cowboys should finish in the same spot this year. If you look at that from an expert standpoint, you're always going to get better odds on the Buccaneers because nobody cares about them. Everybody cares about the Cowboys. Vegas sets their odds so they don't lose a lot of money if somebody wins. It's it's simple math. Somebody on the Better You Today text sign also is pointing out a very good, um, a very good team that I think we're all just going to forget until the season starts. Dallas Mavericks. But we haven't seen that. We haven't seen the Porzingis uh, Doncic duo in for a season. I mean, we haven't. We don't. We don't know what that's going to look like. That's the that's the fun part of it is. I don't know what the white side trade means for the Blazers early on in the season. There's some people, a lot of national pundits, like, what were the Blazers thinking? There's a lot of people locally going, man, this guy's upside is big. You look at the the Paul George, Kawhi Leonard thing. Is that going to be a, a slam dunk home run? You have a guy coming off a shoulder injury, and you have Kawhi Leonard who missed a season two years ago with injury, and... Who knows if those guys could even stay healthy? LeBron James is coming off his first, you know, uh, season where he missed significant time trying to figure out Anthony Davis. I don't know what they're going to be. Are the Rockets going to implode halfway through the year? Because it looked like right after the season ended that those guys couldn't be in the same room together. What are the Warriors going to be? What are the what are the what are, what are the what? I mean, you can do that with every team in the West, and that's what makes it so fun. The, like you said, the team that is the most stable is the Denver Nuggets. 
but they haven't won anything yet. They won one series playoff last series. year, one playoff series. So, I mean, do you automatically make them the favorite because they made the fewest moves or did everybody else get better around them? And that's what makes it so fun. Let me just put on my Homer hat here and answer your question by saying, I think it's the trailblazers that are tipping the scales here for trading to get tall JJ Hickson. Oh yeah. I can't believe we got tall JJ Hickson. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> tall JJ Hickson who loses assault rifles. Probably one of the best gets you can get I, by well, far and away. What I'm really impressed by tall JJ Hickson. Go back and look at the trade grades for uh, Nurkic and Mason Plumley. We traded Mason Plumley for Yusuf Nurkic and everybody gave the Nuggets the advantage in that trade. Everybody. What I will say is that we didn't know what Yusuf Nurkic was yet. That's fair. But I think we kind of know who tall JJ Hickson is. That, that's, in fact, that's fine. I'm very sure I know who tall J.J. Hickson is because I, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, didn't we explore this trade like five, six years ago? Three Did, years ago. Yeah. And uh, wait, it wasn't a trade. We wanted to sign the dude. Yep. And we didn't. And it turned out it was a great decision <laughs> well, because this guy is exceedingly average. Yes, but we don't know if it was the Blazers' decision not to sign. And the Blazers also offered a max to Ennis Cantor. And Hito Turkley. Yeah, so Which that was a big mistake. We should have got him. <laughs> but here's the thing: are you are you telling me that keeping Mo Harkless and keeping Myers Leonard would have been better, and they have more upside than Hassan Whiteside? Uh, possibly after Myers Leonard's playoff performance, dude. Hassan Whiteside <laughs> can't score outside the rim. Are you asking him to score outside of the rim? Uh, no, I'm not. But unfortunately, the NBA is, <laughs> dude. He he's he is practically like ancient in terms of what his game is. That's fine. He's Dwight Howard. All right. Right. He plays really great defense. Don't ask him to shoot outside though. Oh, and by the way, just foul him because he won't make those free throws. <laughs> those are far away. Yeah, those are really far. That's a far away shot. And the guy you're replacing with, essentially, right? Because this is a replacement for Yusuf Nurkic while he's getting healthy, sure. right? Yeah, well, that's what it seems to be. Yeah. That guy could score. So you're replacing a guy who could score and was arguably your second best player at one point last season with a guy who plays the same great defense but can't score at all. Do the Portland Trailblazers even make the playoffs next year? It's going to be... It's going to be tight. I'm just saying, I think he would have been, in terms of that decision, and we'll talk about this, I guess, in the next segment. Yeah. I, I think you I think you could have rolled the dice. Could have rolled the dice. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's talk Blazers. And uh, what would you do with Russell Westbrook if you were the Oklahoma City Thunder? We'll do that right after the news. Uh, we spent the entire break making up the dumbest big threes that we could. Uh, somebody on the Better You Today text line said, The first big three was the Bucks 2001 team. Ray Allen, Glenn Robinson, Sam Cassell. They lost to the 76ers in AI. Seems like big threes lose more than big twos win with great role players. Eh, you know what? Man, I remember that big three. It's just that, that that's why I compare the big threes to like three... Deaths always come in threes, right? You just go, you're like, oh, just waiting for that third famous person to die. It's like, no, people just die all the time. And, and good basketball teams win. The big threes. The pit, Remember the Pistons big three with uh, Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars? And I remember the Blazers big three with J.J. Hickson, Brandon Roy, and uh, Raymond Felton. Raymond Felton, yeah, right? That was great. It's good stuff. 
But it's like, like, oh, yeah, their best three players are better than their best three players. It's like, dude, the team that scores the most points wins. Somebody on the Better You Day text line says that uh, J.J. Hickson is an awful comparison to Hassan Whiteside, and then they throw a uh, LOL uh, at the end of that. I would tend to say, first of all, I have made it a point. It's tall J.J. Hickson. <laughs> How tall is J.J. Hickson? Dude, J.J. Hickson was sneaky small. He was only 6'9". Really? Yeah. He was right. sneaky small, dude. In fact, he was less talented Draymond Green. <laughs> really, though? Less so, talented Draymond Green. So, wait. So, what you're saying is Hassan Whiteside is tall, less talented Draymond Green. Yeah, actually. That kind of fits. <laughs> it's like Andre Iguodala is really lame and annoying LeBron James. And less talented. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, antagonistic. Yes. And he's a jerk. Yes, and a complete jerk. Yeah, exactly. It's like if you change enough of the attributes, like you're you're a shorter, less talented LeBron James. And whiter. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Shorter, I was going to say. Shorter, whiter, less talented. No, it's black. Yeah, exactly. I so, am a more handsome, less talented Roger Federer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I guess I can see that. I can totally see that. Way less talented. I know, right? You want to throw it? Far more handsome. Far, far more. Far more. Worse hairline. Not very rich. Yeah, poorer. Poor. Far poorer. Barely handsomer. Way less talented. Roger Federer. It's interesting because with Federer, just a quick aside, like <laughs> you, you think he doesn't so make that much money because of tennis? Like tennis, really, if you win Grand Slam tournaments, you. And I know this sounds kind of piddly, but like you win, you know, up to $5 million, which is a lot of money, but like there's only four slams in a year. And if you win one, that's it. Yeah. Um, but Federer like is one of the top five or six grossing athletes in the world just because of how many endorsements he has. Oh, of course. Like it's insane. Yeah. Like Credit Suisse he gets paid just like disgusting amounts of money from that. Well, look at what they offered Kawhi Leonard to stay in Canada. If you're your country's top athlete. I mean, think of it if the U.S. had a top athlete where they're like, oh, man, this guy, Greg, who uh, is the best bobsledder that we've ever had in our country, is the greatest. Let's pay him all the monies we have. Like, if Michael Phelps were Australian, he would have every Australian endorsement available. But he's the greatest swimmer of all time. He's from the U.S., and swimming is like the 90th most popular sport in this country. So nobody really cares, but Roger Federer being the best tennis player and the best athlete his country has ever had affords him a ton of money. Plus, you know, Europe is, you know, happy to, to support their tennis players and all that. So it's like if Roger Federer were American, I don't know that he would get the same kind of endorsements he gets being European. Is that fair? Mm, yeah, I'm going to disagree, but Pete, we can move if, on. Well, Pete Sampras, whatever. You don't want to talk more? We can move on from that. That's fine. That's perfectly fine. I'd rather talk about the trade for tall J.J. Hickson. Okay. Blazers offseason. Tear it apart. Okay. Go. Go. You hate it. You hate every move that they made. Oh, I don't hate every move oh, they made. Oh, okay. Come on. No, not every move. I think... Okay. Um, I did, think did the Blazers get better? Uh, eh, that's kind of a, I, you know, it goes back to the whole thing that you can't really answer that question right now. I mean, unless like, I just asked it to you right now, I need you to yeah, answer it right but you now. Can't, you can't accurately answer that. The only time you can ever do that is like, I don't know. Like, I guess the Nets is the only one you could say like, yes, they got better. <laughs> 
Well, they, they got, got far better. Clippers got better, right? Yeah, that's debatable. You don't okay. know yet. I'm, I don't know. Lakers got better? <laughs> that's also extremely debatable. <laughs> Where did the Lakers finish? 12? Uh, yeah, 12, and I don't think they have a full roster yet. I get that, but they will find people that can fill in the spots. They're going to get that guy, Alex Caruso, that played at the end of last year. Uh, he was on a two-way deal. They'll have him plus LeBron and Anthony Davis. They'll be fine. I think when you look at this trade that the Trailblazers made, you're sending who? Myers Leonard and Mo Harkless over to Miami for Hassan Whiteside. Uh, I think that you honestly could have waited on it. And the reason I say you could have waited on it was that you should have invested a little bit more in Zach Collins and let him go out there and be your starter day one and say, all right, dude, you've shown us enough potential. Let's do the damn thing. And we'll put Myers in intermittently. And then when we get to the trade deadline, if it's paid off and this guy's value is really huge, we could get something even better than Hassan Whiteside. Because to be quite honest, uh, dude, Hassan Whiteside is really not that great of an all-around sure, player. Sure, He's an ancient on- NBA player. He's <laughs> a center who was locked into what a center was in the late 2000s, or uh, I'm sorry, in the late 90s and early 2000s, which is you're Dwight Howard. Just stand over the in, into the post, try to score, and get rebounds. Here, here's your roster, though. Here's your, here's your new new additions to your roster, right? Okay. So Kent Bazemore uh, in the trade for Evan Turner. That was good. Okay, uh, you end up with Mario Hazonia signs on the minim, uh, the uh, veterans minimum. Huge mole, by the way. What's that? He's got a huge mole on the side of his face. Like, I just uh, noticed it the other day. Fred watching Savage and Austin Powers. Yeah, really Ooh. though. It's very Ooh. weird. Um, you have uh, you signed Rodney Hood. Happy okay. with that move? Yeah, I mean, you know, you kind of had to do it. He saved your playoffs. <laughs> yeah, you you drafted Nasir Little, who by all accounts is the the steal of the draft. Guess we'll find out this afternoon. I guess so. Uh, you added Anthony Tolliver, who's what thirty nine percent three point shooter, a guy that can play yeah. some defense. Get, get a the better presence on the team. Yeah, so you, Anthony Simons is going to get a lot more playing time. He expects Zach Collins to probably start at the four. I don't know why. You know, you wouldn't look at that. I mean, you're not going to start Anthony Tolliver. You have him for backup, um, but you're you're. You're putting him more into the forefront. You stick with Damon CJ. You get Yusuf Nurkic coming back. I mean, I know that you're hung up on the white side thing, but it feels like this roster fits better around your two stars than it did in years past. I think it's interesting that uh, you're going to have somebody like Zach Collins play your four. Uh, that seems like a really kind of vulnerability that you're putting out there, right? I mean, Zach Collins, one of the ways that Golden State, I mean, there were many ways they were able to beat us, but one of the uh, surefire ways was to basically draw Zach Collins out onto the perimeter and then just blow right by him. And when you play the four, it's more likely that you're going to get drawn out on the perimeter. I was saying that you want to try to put him at the five and let him build that defensive presence and also his shot coming into this next season. But I think if you're having him run the court at the four, uh, I, I don't know. I, I think that's another thing that possibly could stunt you. Yeah. Um, but, but, I mean, you're right. Who else do you put there? You're betting You're betting on his development. You, this is how it's listed by positions on uh, ESPN. Um, Yusuf Nurkic, Hassan Whiteside are your two centers. And then at power forward, you've got Zach Scal. And Excuse me? Scal, LeBissier. Oh, right. That guy. Did you forget that he was on the roster? <laughs> yeah, I and did. Anthony Tolliver, your small forwards are Mario Zonia and Nasir Little. Uh, point guard is going to be Kent Bazemore, and he's 6'5", uh, so he could probably play on the wing as well. Um, and he's a shooter. Damian Lillard, and then your shooting guards, Rodney Hood, C.J. McCollum, Anthony Simons, and Gary Trent Jr. 
Yeah, see, now that you list out everybody, now I'm not feeling so <laughs> confident. It's kind of a weird jumble, isn't it? Yeah, but I think you improved. Again, I think the pieces around your stars fit a little bit better. My, Evan Turner never really had a spot. Myers Leonard really never found his footing. I know that he had two good games in the playoffs, but one of those was game three where they got absolutely wiped off the map in the second half. He had 16 in the first half, and I know that the the Moda Center was rocking for Myers and everybody was pumped up about it, but they got their their butts whipped in that game. It was it was a really ugly game in the second half. And, you know, Myers scoring, you know, in a vacuum, yeah, great, 16 and 30 or whatever his two big games were in that series, but that's a series you got swept. He's just not reliable enough in on either side of the floor, even though he can score. I think these pieces fit around. The, the thing that you go into the season looking at is you go, all right, We've got Whiteside, which is an expiring contract. We're not married to him. If it doesn't work out this year, you can still unload him at the trade deadline or he's gone at the end of the season at the very least. You still have your young assets that people really like with Simons, Collins, and now Nasir Little. If any of those, any one of those three guys pops and turns into even just a solid NBA starter, I think your team's a lot better. And you kept Rodney Hood, who is... You know, your bench scoring or you can put him in the starting lineup, however you want to do that, and can still play defense. I think the team has more upside. I don't know if guy for guy they're necessarily better, but they I think they had to get better. Yeah, I mean, yes, they had to get better. I mean, obviously this, you know, the whole Kevin Durant going to the East and, uh, you know, Kawhi Leonard coming over to the Clippers, all that benefits the Blazers in a way because, again, like we were talking yeah. about in the first segment, it evens the playing field for everybody. Yeah. I just don't know if this is really better. I don't know yet. Yeah, and well, that's think, obviously what we yeah. have to see. I think a really huge factor that we're not putting enough weight on is how good is Desir Little going to be? Well, I don't know, but that's what I'm saying. But if he comes out and he explodes and he's an amazing bench player, then that's when you get to think about using some of those guys that you have right now yep. as, again, trade pieces at the deadline to try to go after somebody who's either disgruntled or somebody that you can acquire to make that extra push. So if if you have any one of these guys, Nasir Little, Anthony Simons, Zach Collins, if any one of them pops this year and ends up being a solid NBA starter, mm. how good is this team? Hmm. Yeah, I, same place. You yeah, kind of need you need that kind to, of. need that to stay where you were. Yeah. If two of those guys pop, how good is this team? Uh, I don't know because really it's the it's the whole potential thing. A lot of these yep. – this is why I go back to Nasir Little. Like if you're yeah. telling me Nasir Little is really going to have a huge coming out party, I'll say yeah. The only reason I say that is because all the other dudes, I kind of know what they're about. Like I know what Hassan Whiteside's about and I know his potential and I know that he's never going to develop a shot. I know that he'll get his solid rebounds and he'll play a good defensive presence. But everybody will just basically you know, consider him a defensive or an offensive liability and just leave him alone. You know, yeah, that's easy for somebody to go off of him and double someone on the wing. I, I don't know. It's interesting. 1230 p.m. tip in Las Vegas against the Pistons. That is the start of your Blazers summer league. Take a look at the young guys. See how they do. And we'll get more on that. But right now we got to get to good versus evil. That is next. Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, brah. <laughs> 
Let the sinner and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil, brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants, 808 on 1080 The Fan. I mean, it's like we're at the World Cup. What he wants to do, this is the biggest stage, the biggest moment. Um, I don't think anyone truly believes that we disrespect the game or disrespect our opponents. Uh, we have the utmost respect. That was soccer badass Megan Rapino. She's responding to reporters after uh, being asked about the T-sipping incident from the Women's World Cup this past week. Many critics say Alex Morgan, UP alum, her celebration after scoring a goal against England was rude and classless. I, on the other hand, found it pretty funny. What do you think? Yeah, it's whatever, dude. There's celebrations. Like, you're trying to win a World Cup, and you can't get caught up in the emotion of it and put some thought into your opponent. Yeah, I'm 100% fine with it. She didn't go and, you know, uh, hump the pylon or anything uh, grotesque that would tragically scar the children. She didn't tear off her shirt and go sliding across the uh, the turf. Did you also say hump the pylon? Yeah. Yeah, the corner marker. Whatever. I don't. I don't know what you want. Like uh, Doug Baldwin. Remember he pooped the football on the uh, on the NFL logo. That was pretty great. Yeah, it's like it's it's a celebration. If you scored a World Cup goal, I would hope you would do something stupid. Um. Well, definitely with the that um after Damian after CJ that uh kind of ET role that he had uh, the second ball handling guy. Uh, and obviously I will be playing the three and four uh, a lot. So definitely you know we have a potentially like a amazing. Uh, small ball unit. Uh, quick advice, by the way, don't compare yourself to Evan Turner when you've been acquired by a team. That's not good juju. Wow, that's fantastic. Might not juju. want to start your career out. No, that that's way. the way to do it. Evan, Tur Evan Turner won them some playoff games. That was IKEA model for magazines. Mario Hazania. He's talking with the media after signing a one-year contract. Other Blazers joined the cut, including Anthony Tolliver. Well, let's be honest, they were not really the sexiest hires. What was the least inspiring pickup from this free agency for you? For, for the Blazers. For the Blazers? I mean, Anthony Tolliver, I don't know anything about him. That's like, I looked it up and I was like, I don't recognize that name. Herzonia was a fifth overall pick uh, in back in, geez, what was it, 2011, 2012? Uh, whatever it is. So, and, and Whiteside has upside. So, I'm, I mean, Anthony Tolliver pickup, they signed a two-way guy, whatever. You know, it's... This team has potential to uh, to outperform last year's team, but they also have potential to to be a little dysfunctional. This team I'm has okay potential that. for potential. Potential to be better. Yeah. Feel good. Um, legs are obviously set a little bit wobbly, but hey, you know we we got to start somewhere, right? That was the hefty lefty Jared Lorenzen. Sadly, the Kentuckian and Super Bowl winning quarterback passed away at the age of 38 this past week. He had been hospitalized for many days, suffering from kidney and heart issues. Lorenzen was famous for two things. He was fat and he wore the number 22 at Kentucky. How else <laughs> will you remember him? He's a lefty too, wasn't he? He was a lefty. Yeah, That's right. so there you go. Three things. Um, there's a shot of him playing for some you know, other football franchise. I think it the was Arena the League. Arena League yeah. with the uh, neon green snake uniform. At, yeah, the snake scales at like 325. Which was not flattering on a fat guy. But no, it was not the best look. That picture always stays in my mind. But no, I mean, the guy obviously struggled with uh, with food and with his, uh, you know, inner demons. 
Um, but, you know, it just reminds you that great athletes come in all shapes and sizes. I know that you love to make fun of baseball because they're all fat, you know, losers, and they couldn't do anything else. But you just realize that talent comes in a lot of different shapes and sizes. Uh, see Charles Barkley, the round mound of rebound. Uh, it's just unfortunate that he never was able to kind of get it worked uh, out. And 38 is awful young to die. I think a lot of people see themselves in him. But yeah, there, there was a couple really good articles that I read uh, where people just seen him as kind of a uh, you know tragic hero of theirs because they struggled with the same things. They just didn't have the ability that he did. All right, time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from Wichita Falls, Texas. Authorities say a woman ate half a cake while roaming the aisles of a Walmart store and then refused to pay full price for it, claiming she found it half eaten. And she still wanted to buy it? Well, I think she was kind of like, hey, somebody hey, has I this found cake. it half Can I have eaten. It? Let me make you a deal because I know Walmart, I'm trying to be honest with you. I'll pay you half. Yeah, that woman was on drugs, uh, which is nice. Uh, remember uh, remember Saved by the Bell? Yeah. Remember, remember Lisa Turtle? Yeah. She tried to check into a hotel using a headshot because she didn't have any ID or money. So she wanted to check in on credit using her headshot saying, don't you know who I am? I'd let Lisa Turtle in right away. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. accept money. I would lose my job over it. I don't care. <laughs> Dude, that's my childhood. Are you serious? Yeah, she was on uh, something. But she well, also- actually, Lisa Turtle is bipolar. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know if she was on something. She she oh, also she wrote definitely- a book with no periods. Yeah. Look it up. It's ridiculous. There's no periods in that yeah, book. Yeah. So, and it's all caps. <laughs> I'm serious. It's yeah. weird. No, we've... Yes. She's uh, not well. She's unwell. This woman was also unwell. Yeah, maybe it's not fair to say that she was on something. Could it I just don't think she was on something. She ate half a sheet cake. It was a sheet cake? Not. I was picturing a round cake for some reason, but uh, now it's rectangular sheet cake. So the, sh- the uh, sergeant says the woman picked up the cake at the store's bakery last Tuesday. This happened last Tuesday. Uh, I was going to say, yeah. she walked around for a week. Yeah. Uh, and ate half of it before getting to the checkout counter. He says a manager called police after the woman claimed she had found the cake. That way, she wouldn't have to pay full price for it. I think that's interesting that even if you found a half-eaten cake, like, why would you... I, and this is me thinking as a rational person. Why oh, would yeah. I even pay for half the cake that's, what that's I'm saying. eaten? Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Have you ever... Do you ever eat anything before you get to the checkout at the grocery store? Yes, and I thought about this, too. The one thing that I will do is if I'm getting lunch, I'll uh, get, like, a small size of chips, and I'll start eating them when I'm in the checkout. And I'm just kind of like, here, you can scan it. Yeah. And I don't think that's really that big of a deal. I've done it with beverages because anytime you stop by the store just to get something to drink, it's because I'm dying of thirst. And so I'll grab a Gatorade or, you know, an yeah. old E40 or something. Or like start a drinking deli cookie or dessert. Mm, no, I wouldn't go that way. The other one, the other one, and, and this is, I guess this is stealing grapes. If I'm getting grapes and the bag's open, I'm eating a couple grapes before I get Oh, them. yeah. Yes, yeah. definitely. You can take a lot, a lot of liberties with grapes. Um, negotiating with Walmart sounds like it would never work, though, on price. A friend of mine, uh, his dad went into Walmart. This was years ago. And they had golf balls on sale, like discount clearance, like Callaway golf balls or whatever. Huh. He goes, I'll buy all of them at whatever price and negotiated with Walmart. And they sold him all of the golf balls for like pennies on the dollar. And for years, uh, the entire family just played this this steal of Callaway golf 
calls that he got from Walmart. So it seems like it would never work, but the same token, he did not eat half of the golf balls before negotiating. In January, another woman was banned from a different Walmart store in Wichita Falls. This is still Wichita Falls. After she spent several hours driving on an electric shopping cart around the parking lot while drinking wine from a Pringles can. That is, wait, so, wait. This need, was in January. I know, but I need more details. The wine was poured into the Pringles can, or she used a Pringles can to, like, sleeve over the bottle of wine? No, no, no. She poured the wine in the Pringles can and spent many hours drinking from it while driving in an electric scooter. I'm getting notes of sour cream and onion and potato chip in there. What's going on in that town? Uh, I the don't hell? I, I don't know, but one of our one of our pastimes in high school, was, it was like, we had time to kill. It's like, let's go get thrown out of Fred Meyer's. And we would just go in, play like aisle hockey, and just go to the sporting goods equipment and play hockey through the aisles. Or we played a game where we would uh, race for like uh, it's like a, uh, one of those game shows where you'd race through the aisles and pick out grocery items. And we just sit in the lawn and garden section in the patio furniture and send people sprinting through the store until somebody comes over. Are you guys going to buy anything? You need to get out of here. And that was how we killed 25 minutes. That's thrilling. Well, listen, I'm just I'm just <laughs> saying, stupid things happen. At grocery stores. Yes, like eating half a sheet cake. I like and it. I'm saying sheet cake because I don't know what other cake you're selling at Walmart. I mean, seriously, what kind of other cake do you think they're selling there? Like the, the round chocolate cake. Yeah, that's yeah, too got, fancy that's for too, the Walmart, they have my it friend. at Costco. What? The fancy cakes? Yeah, they're fancy okay, cakes. Well, Costco's a little... Yeah. <laughs> Hold the pinky up. Hoity-toitier than than Walmart. I mean, if we're going to compare the two, yeah, I think Costco's Uh, a little fancier than Walmart. All right. That's your Good versus Evil brought to you by 808, the titan of Hawaiian restaurants at 2454 East Burnside or 52nd in Woodstock. In hour two, we'll catch you up on everything that's going on in NBA free agency, where the pieces are falling now that the Kawhi Leonard uh, to the Clippers has been announced. Uh, We'll catch up on all of the small pieces. We've got some baseball talk, and I believe... We're going to have big, fat wieners today. Who's excited about that? Hour two of The Center and the Saint, next on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.